Talk 1041 and hello, good day, good morning, everyone. My name is Nick Reed. Uh, very busy week. We got a lot of things. This could perhaps be the busiest week that we have every year, and I feel as if that's something I note every uh, every time this year, and uh, that is because of a number of different things that we have going on. Number one. Uh, we are going to on Friday again spend the day traveling around. It's something that we do the usually it's the week after Thanksgiving on a Friday and we just hit different area uh, businesses, local businesses and chat with the business owners about different Christmas gift ideas as uh, you know, I know we've had those conversations. Well, what are we going to get for this person? Have you heard about you know, this person and so forth that we don't necessarily have a huge net that we have to cast for uh folks that we're, we're purchasing gifts for but sometimes you just you just you want to get something and while gift cards are great um i like to get for people specific gifts or even a gift card for a specific gift. there's a difference between to me oh here's a gift card that is specifically for this activity versus here's a 100 hundred dollar gift card uh, uh, that you can use anywhere, a $100 Visa gift card. And uh, and it, it's a matter of personal preference. Some people love to get those as gifts. Some people love to give them as gifts because then you feel like, hey, they get to get themselves whatever they want. They don't have to worry about returning things. Uh, but for those that do, perhaps there's that one or two persons in your life and you think, I, I want to, I, you know, I just having a hard time. I want to get them an actual gift. They always give me a gift. And I just cannot think of of anything racking my brain. And you're busy. You don't have time to go out shopping from one store to the other. It seemed like once upon a time that was the lead up to Christmas, right? Oh, well, we're going to spend a few days. We're going to spend this week. We're just going to go from store to store. So since you don't have time to do that, that's what I will be doing this Friday. We'll be checking in with you on air, also on Facebook Live. And then we'll cap it off. With our happy hour at Retro Metro, it'll be our Christmas happy hour. We'd love for you to come. And then whatever the gift idea or that we focus on from all of the different locations that we stop at, um, that because each business say, hey, we've got all these things, right? But here's one that, that we like to highlight as maybe a great Christmas gift idea. All of those things will be in one giveaway basket that we'll give away at Retro Metro for our happy hour. So all you have to do is come by and get registered while we're there Friday 4 to 6. And then uh, one lucky person will win all of those things. We will kick it all off at Scramblers with a free breakfast for veterans, Heroes Breakfast. And so if you are a veteran, come out and get yourself free breakfast at Scramblers to kick things off. And then we have Santa's Angels trees out. Woo, it's I'm a busy week. But you know what? It's my favorite week. I love it when we do Nick's favorite things because that is when I do all of my shopping. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> see, it works out <laughs> it nicely, does. doesn't it? It's yep. just almost. Do you have Oops, any sorry, got oh stray audio goodness. playing there. Uh, auto plays on. Stop that. There were updates or something on the computers, I noticed. I had to go change some settings. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. It's an extremely busy week for me because I, I, I lay the prep work down. Usually, well, no, you're very involved in that, too, because of uh, 
um, of course, that day in particular. But a, a lot of this stuff, I, I you know, I get with the 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 different businesses ahead of time just to uh, learn about what ideas they're going to present and so forth. And so, um, a lot of things that we do on air, I don't really have to do much of the groundwork. Sarah does all of that, but I actually do for this one. And, yeah, you do the on air stuff. I do the mm. uh, website and social media stuff. And then we have people, you know, we've got important people coming, business-related people coming in are from, you know, our, our, our headquarters. And it's just a very, very busy week. So when, when it's all after happy hour on Friday. It's going to be much it's deserved. Gonna, it's going to be a much deserved weekend. I'm already looking forward to it. But we're kicking it off. We're kicking it all off today. And we'll be throughout the week reminding you about these different events we have. And, of course, we should have that at KSGF.com. Oh, I'll be excited to find out who the winner is of the Show Us Your Best Shot. Oh, yeah. Brad Pistol and Safe Money Radio sponsored this year. Okay. Can you, you believe that some years we have just gotten back from our great escape also? I know. Rolling into this? I know. Man, it's usually well. It's usually it, it's wait. been the week before Thanksgiving. We our great escape bing bongs back and forth between November to uh, you know I guess April this year, and um, see so yeah, how there are many times when we would have just gotten back last week, and um, I don't know, it just really rolls along. Okay, so we've got uh, a lot of great information for you today. We will talk about the latest developments with uh, hostage releases in Israel and Jake Sullivan of the Biden administration on national television Sunday reiterating that if you kidnap American citizens, we will give you anything you want in order to get them back. Uh, This is the complete opposite approach that we have always taken as a country because we do not or we have not up until this administration wanted to have as official policy putting a bounty on the heads of Americans, and that's exactly what this does. When you tell people, uh, and Venezuela just did it last week, not getting a lot of attention. And And this is the other downside of this administration putting a bounty on the heads of Americans as the media wants to get this administration reelected. They are not going to cover many of these kidnappings because they don't want the American people to see the realities of these policies come into place. And here you have Venezuela asking for tens of thousands of dollars in exchange for the release of an American that they have uh, that they're currently holding hostage. And um, we're going to see this occurring more and more. We saw, of course, this in Israel. We've seen it in Iran. We've seen it in Russia. We are seeing this with increased frequency because of that value that the, and this administration has said very clearly. And this is some of the audio we'll play for you. Um, whatever it is you want, we will stop at absolutely nothing to get it to you if you hold Americans hostage in exchange for releasing those hostages. What a brilliant policy. Isn't that just fantastic? That surely is going to discourage future hostage taking, isn't it? Look at the weather coming up here in moments. Right now, the latest news update. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. A Lebanon man accused of burglary and arson will be in court today and is expected to enter a plea. Police arrested 53-year-old Renee Harvey Jr. in March after they say he burglarized a home and tried setting it on fire. Police later tracked down Harvey Jr. and linked him to several other burglaries. 
He was released from prison last November after a 1996 homicide. A new lane shift may cause some delays in Springfield starting this morning and lasting through the rest of the year. Eastbound lanes will shift at the intersection of Republic Road and Kansas Expressway. One part of the eastbound to northbound left turn lanes will be closed. It's all part of the Kansas Expressway extension project. And the Chiefs beat the Raiders 31-17. Up next is a matchup with the Packers on Sunday Night Football. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. All right, that first alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny, 46 for the high today, mostly clear, 23 tonight, tomorrow, sunny, high of 49. I thought we'd kick things off this morning with something uh, that just feels a little bit good, and it is in a political context. Most of you probably do not follow what goes on with Canadian politics. Trudeau, you know, he makes headlines every so often. In fact, he recently making the headlines claiming that the reason Canadians are less and less excited about supporting Ukraine's blank check in their war against Russia is because of Trump MAGA Republicans. And, of course, he refers to them as extreme right wing, making no mention of the fact that, of course, once again, Zelensky brought an actual Nazi to Canadian Parliament and they all stood up and applauded. That aside. So Trudeau pops up every once in a while to show what an awful person he is. But there is a conservative party clearly not in charge. And the leader of the conservative party... His name is Pierre Polivre. And the media there, much like the media here, is left wing and they they just cannot stand this guy. One of the reasons they cannot stand him is, is the same reason that media can't stand Trump. And that is he just doesn't put up with their crap. He does not accept the premise of their questions so often. And much like pre-Trump, here in the United States, where Republicans always accepted the premise of the media, they would ask any sort of, you know, question, and it would lay the groundwork for a narrative that Republicans are horrible and awful. So, for example, if if it was a question regarding tax cuts, it would be... um, You know, the media would ask a Republican like Mitt Romney or John McCain, you know, given the Republican Party's reputation for being the party of the rich, do you think that, you know, that sort of thing? And this leader of the conservative party, he just does not accept accept the premise. And I wanted to play a couple of bits of audio for you over the past week in which he has had exchanges with the media. Now, the first one I'm going to play. It's pretty self-explanatory as you hear it. And what he it, it, it should just be labeled not accepting the premise of the question. You will hear him eating an apple through this exchange with a media reporter. I mention that because it's pretty I mean you can hear it. And just to give you a visual, uh he he's standing there and he's being questioned by this reporter. And as he's being questioned by the reporter, he's just he's casually eating an apple. Which really further aggravates the media because it almost demonstrates that he doesn't treat the media as if they are 
as high and mighty as they should most certainly be treated in their ivory tower. And this is the exchange from last week or the week prior between the Conservative Party leader and a media member of the media in Canada. Um, on the on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, you're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap- appealing appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, what certainly, you mean certainly, you, me certainly you tap certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know, this and that, right wing, they, you know, I mean, it's that, that type I of ideological never talk about, I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I of don't pe- really believe in that. Okay. A lot of people would, would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump uh, book. Like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians, but... Like who? <laughs> I don't know who, but... Well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah. oh, you must know somebody. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sure there's some out there, but anyways, the, the, point of this, the point of this question is, I mean, why should, why should Canadians trust you with their vote, given, you know... Not not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald Trump's book, but what are you also talking about what page? What page? Can you give okay. me a page? Give me the page. You keep <laughs> in, saying in terms, that. In terms of ter- turning things quite dramatically, in terms of of Trudeau and and the left wing and all of this, I mean, you you, you make quite a you know it's it's quite a play that you make on it. So I'm, I'm not just sure. I don't under, I don't know what your question okay. is. Okay, then forget that. Why should Canadians trust you with their vote? Common sense. Common sense for for a change. We're going to make common sense common in this country. We don't have any common sense in the current government. You know, the guy prints $600 billion, grows our money supply by 32% in three years. That's growing the money eight times faster than the economy. No wonder we have the worst inflation in four decades. I'm going to cap spending, cut waste, so that we can balance the budget and bring down inflation and interest rates. You'll want to be able to pay your mortgage again. You want to be able to afford rent. Then you have to vote for Pierre Polyev because I'm the only one with a common sense plan that will bring back the buying power of your paycheck. All right. So I wanted to play out his answer because it is a good answer. But the the lead up to it was the point there. And there's this, I think for a lot of you, for me, you you see that there's a level of satisfaction because again, we here in the States have so long been dealing with a media that is also run by left-wing activists. And no no question is really a question out of curiosity when the recipient of the question is Donald Trump or a Republican. It is instead an accusation and then a chance for you to respond to the accusation they will couch it as a question but just as he tried there to characterize the the conservative leader as being populist as being trump and highly emotional and taking a page from the trump playbook and we do in here in the united states we we are oftentimes treated to someone who does reject the premise Oftentimes they will explain that they reject the premise. What I like about this is he just leaves them befuddled by at, or befuddled by asking normal. What do you mean by that? Explain that. Refusing to accept the premise, and instead, if you are going to, and, and he's not saying it in these words, but it's what is demonstrated. If you are going to claim that people say, who are these people? 
if you are going to claim that I am taking a page from the Trump playbook, well, what page? What are you talking about? You, you can't simply throw out these narratives without giving some evidence that I can respond to. And you can hear that the, this reporter, like so many other reporters, are just regurgitating their own stereotypes. Or he couldn't even answer a single one of the questions. That's the other aspect of this that was so telling, is that he could not, in every one of those instances, provide an actual example of the narrative that he was regurgitating. Over the, we're leading into, perhaps it was Wednesday, there was that vehicle that was widely reported, I mean, it was breaking news, an attempted terrorist attack, uh, a vehicle that this massive explosion uh, in this this bridge between Canada and the United States. And they're saying now that, no, it wasn't a terrorist attack. I mean, who knows? Uh, but it, it's clear why it was believed to be such, uh, just in terms of speculation, because here you have a, a vehicle at a high rate of speed exploding, and we're in the midst of this, you know, war in Israel and these calls of attacks against the Western world. And so when you see something like that, that is uh, an obvious instinctual reaction. And this same conservative Canadian leader, Pierre Polliver, at one point references the media cover or the, the the media reports this was very early on he references the media reports that this was a terrorist attack now of course they're saying it wasn't a terrorist attack and he responds to a journalist asking him if he regrets calling it a terrorist attack so early on without the evidence that it actually was a terrorist attack i want to play that response coming up for you next the american transmissions talk and text line 447 ksgf i'm nick reed <laughs> Playing some audio that might seem a little out of left field or right field, if you will. But it was exchange. There are these are exchanges that have taken place over the last couple of weeks from the conservative leader in Canada. That's just rather rewarding because he knows how to deal with the media. He knows how to deal with a with an opposition party that masks its activists as journalists. Played some of the audio earlier in exchange in which he was just refusing to accept the premise from a journalist that was characterizing him as populist, characterizing him as emotionally driven, characterizing him as taking a page from the Trump playbook. And at every turn, he said, well, give me an example. Of course, the journalist could give none. To where he finally got to the root of the question, why should people vote for you? That was the right. The the journalist could not simply ask that question without making sure the reader understood the reality about this guy. Now, there also was a an exchange with a reporter over the Niagara Falls car explosion story. And you will hear barely the reporter, but you're going to hear the you'll obviously hear Pierre Polliver or Polliere in response. And once again, rejecting the the fake narrative here that essentially they were trying to in a story get him to respond from the premise that he was spreading fake information about it being a terrorist attack 
Uh, hi, Paola Loregio with the Canadian Press. Et si vous pouviez répondre dans les deux langues officielles, je l'apprécierais beaucoup. Um, do you think it was responsible for you to call yesterday's explosion by the customs, uh, by the checkpoint at the Rainbow Bridge, terrorism, when no U.S. or Canadian officials said that was the, or authorities said that was the case, and when the New York governor also said there was no evidence to suggest terrorism activity? Actually, you're wrong. Are you a CP? Okay, so CP, by the way, CP, just for everyone's knowledge, did have to make three corrections for falsehoods that they put into a single article. I think that might be unprecedented. Um, I'm actually thinking about checking with the Guinness Book of World Records to see if there's ever been a news agency that has had to issue three corrections for patent falsehoods that they admit they had been made in one single article, and now you've made yet another falsehood in your question. Um, um, where you are wrong is that CTV reported that the government of Canada was presuming that the incident was terrorist. So, yeah, that was, and that's what I said in my remarks. You're right. It was a media report. But it's citing media reports and not. Which is what I said in the House. I said there are media reports. And you think that's a responsible thing to go on? What kind of statement? I didn't. I said there were media reports. No, there's no distinction. What I said, and I was right, was that there were media reports of a terror-related event. By your admission, there were media reports of a terror-related event. And that media report, according to CTV, unless you're questioning their integrity now, came from security officials in the Trudeau government. So do you think the CTV was irresponsible in putting out that tweet? Do you think it was responsible? Do, 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 do you, sorry, I'm asking, I, I have already answered that. Do you, do you think CTV was irresponsible to put that tweet out? Well, you just did comment. You know, I just hope you're not going to print something that you have to apologize for again. <laughs> so this guy is so good. He is so good. He he leaves them. He, he, I mean, they are speechless. They do not know how to respond. Not because he's asking trick questions. He's simply requiring them to give factual information based off their assertions. Now, what was going on there, and I know, like I said, she didn't have a microphone in front of her. You could hear a little bit. But the entire, and this is what you learn through his exchange, that when that occurred, when that that explosion of that vehicle at the, the bridge, the checkpoint occurred, a Canadian media, or at least one, was reporting based off of Trudeau's administration that this appeared to be a terrorist attack or motivated by terrorism. Of course, Trudeau is the opposition. He's the left wing uh, leader. While here, the person who's being asked the question as if somehow he is spreading disinformation, and this is by a liberal reporter, is the conservative leader in Canada. And what he um, eventually is able to circle around to is the fact that that information came from Trudeau's office. You 
it it's here in the states we've we've since Trump got into office we see more and more republicans that are willing to uh really fight back and reject premises but oftentimes they explain why the premise is wrong and one of the things that I just really like when I see these exchanges occur is that he essentially is just without saying it exposing the fact that these journalists are presenting either false information or opinions and they cannot back it up with anything. He, he allows them to expose themselves. And if you search him online, you will find all sorts of editorials from media outlets about how he really needs to watch himself and that he's got to learn uh, how to be uh, uh, you know, how to be a better leader when it comes to exchanges with the press, because this is not how one is supposed to behave, of course. Much like here in the United States, Republicans are supposed to just accept the premise and are supposed to accept the name calling and to have that 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 pushback is something that uh, they care for not too much. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunshine 46 today, clear 23 tonight, sunny 49 tomorrow. Saw the headline of a story. It's not uncommon. It's not. It's it has that sense of clickbait, but uh, there is oftentimes relevant information, and it was ten ways to um, you know protect yourselves from porch pirates. These are individuals that steal packages off your porch. This is the traditional way of receiving packages for most people you order them and then they get left by one of the carriers on your front porch and a lot of people i've they'll get the um cameras that get activated when there is motion and for the longest time these were presented as a way to prevent theft but what i learned just in watching social media is that they in fact were just a way for people to share with everyone else the visuals of their things being stolen it, it didn't and and maybe there is a degree of theft that is prevented from those but i all i see people post all the time um and you see them even in commercials uh people stealing packages I thought, well i guess you got to see it happen and i don't know at what rate these things occur I don't know at what rate those people get caught. I mean, I have security cameras as well, um, not ring door, but other types. And, and, you know, some of it you hope is preventative. But if something does happen, then, you know, you hope that there will be the visual evidence to help capture the individual. So then, of course, well, what do you do then? What do you do then? I'm telling you, Green County Garage Doors. Contact them. This is something that we did last year. We needed a new garage door opener anyhow. The one that we had, I think, was an original with the house from the late 70s when the house was originally built. So we got a belt-driven one, which one is much, much quieter, much, much more reliable. But it has not just a camera built in. Why do you need to see the inside of your garage? But it's got what's called Amazon Key, I think, and I'm sure there are other usages as well. Um, in terms of package delivery, but when you order something, and I'll use Amazon as an example, 
and there are the delivery instructions. You know, usually there's the default, same as the shipping address. But once you have one of these garage door openers in your home and you download the app, you will, and when you download it, ask, do you want to give Amazon access? And when you do the delivery, you can choose as an option Amazon Key. And when you do that, what happens is when they bring the package, they have a, a, a code, I guess, in their device that sends a message to the garage door opener to open the garage for them. Then they set it inside and then they close it again. Now, you may think to yourself, well, I don't want them in my garage. What, what if you know, they decide to go rogue and steal things out of my refrigerator that I have out there? It videotapes the entire thing. So you have visual, and then you also see when it gets there. So that way your packages are not out on the porch. Now, some of you, this may not be something that you would utilize. Some of you, you may definitely want to utilize something like this, not just at Christmas, but year round, depending on uh, what sort of package you have delivered. But I recommend they can do the installation for you. And I'll tell you this, it is so easy to implement. Um, it, it was very, very easy. I think it happened without me even knowing it, to be honest with you. Uh, so I would recommend that if you are dealing with that sort of problem, even if it's outside of Christmas, I know I'm going on a bit long about this, but it's Christmas time and seeing all the news articles about packages getting stolen and being stolen off people's front porches. This is a remedy for that. And um, Green County Garage Doors, they can give you all the information that's relevant. And there's a good chance that you may very well be in need of a new garage door opener anyhow. Green County Garage Doors under Nick's endorsements, KSGF.com. Some of the news over the last four or five days has, of course, gotten lost because we've all been doing things holiday-related. Not all of us, but many of us. And so throughout this period of time, there have been the, quote, hostage exchange, which isn't really a hostage exchange. This is a an exchange of terrorists for hostages. Some of the media's reporting on this has further illustrated the left-wing sympathies for terrorism that are very prevalent in the media. One of the, there's a video that has gone viral because of an Israeli government spokesperson, they're true, genuine shock on their face as they were asked by a Sky News interviewer whose name is Kay Burley, a question regarding the value that the Israeli government is putting on the lives of the terrorists. And so what occurred is the this original exchange was 50 hostages in exchange for 150 Palestinian prisoners, many of which are convicted of terrorism. Now, you and I may look at that and go, well, the terrorists got the better end of the deal because they get three for one. How, how did that deal work out? Only 50 hostages get released, but the terrorists get 150 of their requested prisoners back? That doesn't seem fair. That seems like quite the disadvantage to Israel. The way that the Sky News interviewer, Kay Burley, presented it in the form of a question was that the Israelis were putting a lesser value on the life of the Palestinians by saying that, well, it takes three to equal one Israeli. Israeli. 
Her exact quote and, and to uh, the Israeli government official was, I was speaking to a hostage negotiator this morning. He made the comparison between the 50 hostages that Hamas promised to release as opposed to the 150 prisoners that are Palestinians that Israel, that Israel has said it will release. And he made the comparison between the numbers and the fact that does Israel not think Palestinian lives are valued as high as Israeli lives? So here you have the Israelis giving three for one, three terrorists or three convicted, you know, you've got these prisoners, we'll call them, three for one Israeli hostage. And even for that, they get characterized as somehow screwing the terrorists over, as somehow doing something wrong by not putting the, the same value on the life that it takes three Palestinians in the minds of those evil Jewish leaders to equal one Israeli. This is the psychotic perspective that good is facing in this world today. There have been erroneous reports all over the place, and one of the consistencies we see with the media is every time there is some sort of erroneous report, it's always something that benefits the image of the terrorist and or is condemning of the image of the Israelis. Reuters. On Saturday night, the second round of those taken hostage by Hamas, October 7th, were released after a delay in the process. Of course, they're going to, this is something we talked about last week, they're going to stretch this out as long as possible. Because every moment that goes by that there is a ceasefire is a moment that Hamas gets to rebuild. So they, they, this is how this plays out. This is how we know it's going to play out, but we all do it anyway. Those released included 13 Israelis and four Thai nationals. Those released have mostly been women and children. A now deleted post from Reuters had quite the noteworthy way of describing such people, though. Although the post no longer appears on Reuters' feed, screenshots with timestamps and archived versions mentioning thir 13 more Israeli soldiers still exist. So in other words, Reuters was first presenting this as Israeli soldiers were being released, which many people, and I think rightfully so, infer it is again an attempt to soften the image of the terrorist because many people would see the capture and holding of hostage of women and children as being a bit more barbaric than capturing soldiers in a time of war. Yet that's how Reuters reported it. Now, of course, they had to remove and change the erroneous description. And as is often the case, they chalk it up to a mere mistake. It was an oversight. But with great consistency, we see, again, these oversights always benefiting the imagery of the terrorists. There's a couple more instances of this we'll share coming up here. The American Transmissions talk at text line 447-KSGF. We are streaming live Facebook. That is 1041 Nick Reed, sponsored by Springfield Raps. If you felt your car turn it over a little slower this morning, you get that sinking feeling like, oh no, oh, and then it goes, oh, thank goodness. That thank goodness is not always going to be there. 
but it is at A1 Custom Car Care. So make sure your vehicle's ready for winter. I mean, we ain't seen nothing yet. We're just getting a taste of these cold temperatures. Wind chill 17 for, uh, you know, this morning. I know I had the frost going and even defrost, having that defrost working f- properly. There's much more than just blowing warm air up, uh, you know, in order to, to get it functioning properly so that you can drive as safely as possible. Traction control, all of these aspects of your vehicle designed in order to take on wintry weather. And of course, getting it started first step in the morning is your battery ready for it. And they can test that a one custom car care, all of their location info. You can find at ksgf.com. Nick's endorsements. The New York Times gave a description of one of the prisoners released from Israel as uh, a disfigured woman. A disfigured woman. What the New York Times failed to mention was that she was disfigured because she prematurely set off her car bomb whenever law enforcement approached her. She was a terrorist. And this isn't wholly uncommon where the terrorist individuals, because here's the thing about suicide bombers or even individuals that aren't meant to be suicide bombers, but set off bombs at certain times and location. Sometimes you only get one mess up. You know, oftentimes these aren't experts that do it over and over and over again. And so they blow themselves up. And this was one of those women. But here again, the New York Times in describing that particular prisoner, it's almost done in a way to paint this person as sympathetic or to make people, you know, to gloss over the fact that this was a terrorist. This was an individual that was convicted of attempted battery with aggravated intent, intent, 39-year-old, blew up a gas container in a car to checkpoint, uh, wounding a police officer. And, of course, she shouted Allah Akbar when she opened the gas spigot and lit it. So it was very, very intentional. And she made the intent tensional by yelling Allah Akbar, which is generally the last two words many of these pieces of scum say before they take their own lives and the lives of as many innocent people with them as possible. But leave it to the New York Times to leave all of that relevant information out. And it is relevant because this is why she was being held prisoner. And instead, just describe her as a woman who has been disfigured. During a press conference, I believe on Friday, Biden was asked a question dealing with Hamas propaganda, and it may have been about the numbers of individuals that Hamas claims, innocent lives that have been killed by the Israelis. And this is these are numbers that the media use unquestionably use these numbers just as they unquestionably used the fake story that the Israelis had intentionally targeted a hospital. Subsequent to that, the media scrambling and claiming that they would be better and do better only to immediately once again start using the talking points of Hamas. And when Biden was asked about this, he he, he referenced the phase like, well, I don't trust anything Hamas says. He is apparently apologizing to Hamas sympathizers for claiming that he doesn't trust them. According to reports, Biden 
issued an apology to several prominent Muslim American leaders after openly questioning the accuracy of death toll figures provided by the terrorists. During the press conference October 25th, he openly questioned the number of casualties in Gaza, saying, I have no notion that the Palestinians are telling the truth about how many people were killed. I'm sure innocents have been killed. It's the price of waging war. Reasonable response, which is probably why he's apologizing. Biden met with five Muslim American leaders the day after his comments about the deaths. During the meeting, Biden listened to the leaders describe people they knew who were directly impacted by the conflict in the Middle East, saying that, I'm sorry, I'm disappointed in myself, according to the Washington Post. And of course, the Muslim American leaders urged Biden to show more sympathy to the terrorist. Biden allegedly, according to the Washington Post, hugged one of the participants at the end of the meeting. And so we've gone back to once again, not only believing the propaganda as an official, apparently an official policy of the Biden administration that comes out of you know, the, the, the terrorist organization, but apologizing if they suggest that Hamas maybe possibly can't be treated as completely and 100% trustworthy. Traffic update, I'm Nick Reed. <laughs> Sarah Myers, everyone. Thank you. Well, that cooler weather, it is coming soon. And right now is the best time to go ahead and get your home prepared for winter. And that's why now is the best time to call the Pyramid Roofing Company for that roof inspection. Now, doing a roof inspection now, it can give you peace of mind during the winter season. And the best part about the Pyramid Roofing Company is they make the process just incredibly as simple as possible. Whenever you give Josh and his team a call, they'll come out, they'll do that roof inspection for you. They'll take tons of photos and videos to show you exactly what is going on with your roof and then they will work through the process with you. Maybe you're you know all in the clear, maybe you're good to go for the winter weather, but maybe you do need to go ahead and have a simple roof repair. Maybe it's time to go ahead and change those gutters out, those vents out, or maybe it is time to go ahead and get that whole new roof. Whatever your roofing situation is, you can trust in the Pyramid Roofing Company to make sure that you are covered especially as we move into that colder weather. Now, you can give Josh and his team a call today, and you can find all of their contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Over the last week, Connor McGregor, he's been outspoken about the impact mass migration is having on his homeland of Ireland, remarking that Ireland, we are at war. This was in relation to the chronic housing shortage that has made basic living unaffordable for many citizens. And then, of course, there was a stabbing of three children by an Algerian migrant to Dublin. Uh, he noted that innocent children ruthlessly stabbed by a mentally deranged non-national in Dublin, Ireland today. Our chief of police had this to say on the riots in the aftermath, and um, he referred to the... Um, uh, the the people that were upset as right wing hooligans essentially and uh, or no, were those the terrorists? Um, sometimes it's hard to tell with these individuals which side they're on. You know, this is the same way that the Benghazi terrorists were described as a bunch of people upset by a video. McGregor now is under investigation for hate speech, evidently in Ireland. <laughs> 